What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 4A Podcast. Today, we are talking about the offseason moves that every single MLB team needs to make this offseason. We got the winter meetings coming up, and it is time to start discussing. Brad, Aiden, how are we doing today? Doing good. I am quite excited. We just had some big news come out. Justin Verlander has just signed a two- to three-year deal with the New York Mets. Two years, $86 million, with a third-year option. Huge move for the Mets. This really addresses their biggest concern was lack of a starting rotation. I think that's a perfect place to start off. Uh, we go to San Diego with the winter meetings starting today, Monday, uh, December 5th. And the Mets' biggest need was signing starting pitching. I think if we look at just the projections, like what we would mark the division as right now, I'd say Braves are definitely in first as of like right now. Phillies probably in second. Mets in third. Marlins in a very close fourth, and then the Nationals somewhere down there in fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going to the Mets, they just signed Justin Verlander. So this rotation gets to be Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, 2012 uh, Detroit Tigers, uh, Carlos Carrasco, David Peterson, and Tyler McGill. They could probably use one more arm there. Yeah, and I think maybe locking down um, – do you want to start with the Mets or you want to – I mean, it's tough because for the Mets, they need to lock down one more role player or, I mean, at least a four or five starting pitcher. Um, yeah, I mean, for them, it's going to look like a bunch of different players. Is that what we all had, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had pitching since they lost to Grom. Um, obviously, the Verlander move helps, but, I mean, you need more, especially in the bullpen as well. Yeah, Um. the thing I had for the bullpen was that Right now, it's literally Edwin Diaz and Drew Smith, and that's it. And they have Tyler Saucedo and Bryce Montas de Oca. <laughs> uh, and then I think they should re-sign Adam Adovino. I think he was really good for them. And he's just a guy that everyone's going to pursue. So it's better to have him on your team than him be with someone else. Um, and then a guy that I think that they should go for is Tommy Canely. He was good with the Dodgers, was good with the Yankees in 2019. It's just another solid bullpen piece that the Mets really, really need right now. Yeah, I mean, with with Degrom dipping faster than the Mets could even offer him a contract, you know, they're kind of in deep trouble. Um, it, it's just so fitting, but it, it kind of it, it kind of makes sense for them to go after um after sorry Verlander. Um, I had them making a big splash in Carlos Rodon, but now that they've just dropped what was eighty six million. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if you can afford Carlos Rodon now. So maybe going after a guy like Chris Bassett, you know, bringing him back in the rotation might be the next best thing for him. Um, but you could have a, a great starting rotation and a great offense, but you also need to address the bullpen. So you, there's a lot of players you need to lock down too. I think Kaneley would be a good option. Yeah, no, I think with the bullpen, um, you have a lot of guys from last year that I think you do re-sign and at least attempt to bring back. Um, Lugo being one of them. Um and then, you know, you sign other pieces, you know, but like Brad said, um, Ottavino, um, Canely, you know, just bring in those guys and just help just smoothen it right now. Because right now it's a big dip from the hitting and starting pitching a little. I don't think their hitting's taken too big of a dip. They didn't really lose anyone besides Brendan. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, you yeah, know, I'm saying like the bullpen's like a big dip okay, from okay. the hitting. Yeah, yeah, it's like two different levels right now. If they were to spend on offense, it would be re-signing Brendan Nimmo, but I think he's going to get yeah. too much money from somewhere else. 100%. Yeah. Um, so going to the top of that division, we have the Atlanta Braves right now, who are pretty much a complete team. Like, they're right there. I think the only thing that I could really identify that they could really get out of this winter meetings is signing Michael Brantley. 
uh, getting a third outfielder because right now it's Ronald Acuna and right Michael Harrison center, which is great. It's just right now it's Eddie Rosario in left field. It really wasn't great last year. You can get Michael Brantley who will probably play 120 games contact hitter slightly above average bat nowadays. Uh, it's not going to be too expensive of a contract to be honest, probably like one year, 13, 14 million dollars. And some guy you could slot in the six, seven spot in your lineup. That's going to be pretty good for depth. Yeah, I think I think the Braves kind of have like an unchangeable offense other than that that left field position. You know, there's not much more you can make, do to make this team scarier. I mean, you got like top five rotation, top three offense. Uh, I think I think you do have to look at the bullpen, though. Um, even then, you can't call it weak, but they did lose Kenley Jansen to free agency. That's kind of leaving a hole in the closer role. Um, I think they would win the division next year, even if they didn't make a single move in the offseason. Um, with that being said, though, I think they could go after uh, a reliever like Andrew Chafin, who could take over the closer role. Um, but the thing is, you can move anyone around in that bullpen. You can make uh, Iglesias the closer. You can make the eights the closer. You know, you can move people around, and they'll they'll figure it out regardless. But I think they need to go after closing pitching. I think their offense is just too overpowered to to even worry about the left field spot when you just need to work on the defensive side. Yeah, no, I mean, I had them going after um, an outfitter slash DH. Um, move him, move, you know, the potential piece and Eddie Rosario kind of back and forth to where you want. Hopefully Eddie gets, you know, a little better. Um, I had them going after someone not as big, but like uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Um, just a little piece that, you know, you can just stick in there. You know, like I said, flip-flop with um, Rosario. Um, and, you know, maybe he comes back to, obviously you don't want him. You The ultimate goal would be, you know, for him to go back to the way he is, but he's getting older, so. I mean, maybe like a 270 bat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, So going to, I think who we kind of agree is the second place team at this very moment in time in the Phillies. Uh, their biggest needs are they kind of need rotational depth. Obviously, they could always use a bullpen piece. Uh, but I think with Bryce Harper going to be out to June to July, addressing a shortstop slash second baseman is their biggest priority. Uh, who do you guys have? Um, honestly, I forgot the Phillies are just in the World Series. I feel like it was so long ago for some reason. Um, but I think they have to go over, they have to go after a former NL East star shortstop. That being Trey Turner, not Dansby Swanson. Okay. It, it would just get them to the next level offensively. I don't see a team being a lot more scary than that. You know, they have the offense. They do need to address pitching a little bit, but I feel like that's something you can even do midseason, go for some trades instead of just picking up free agents. Um, so I think Trey Turner's the best move for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, no, I had a pitcher or a shortstop. Um, pitcher being, you know, someone I like for them could be, you know, a Mike Miner. Um, just, just someone that can fit in that, you know, four hole, you know, like that four spot in your rotation and be, you know, be solid. Um, or a shortstop and shortstop. I did have an NLEs, but I went with Dansby. Um, I know they showed some interest in him um the other day, so. That could, you know, that could be one of the players that, you know, literally just helps bring them over um, and keeps them contending. Because I feel like if they do not get one of these stars, shortstops, and maybe a pitcher, I, I don't know if they can make another run, personally. Yeah. I think last year, uh, the National League was a lot more deep than the American League in terms of teams. And I think next year, 2023, it's really going to swap, mm-hmm. like just looking at what each team needs. Uh, I also had Trey Turner going to the Phillies. Uh, or I think that's what they should be pushing for. If they're going to go spend in the free agent pitching market, like obviously any team could use a Chris Bassett, but someone of that nature, I think they've been tied to Kodai Senga a little bit. Um, 
But I think their big move that they need to make is getting one of the big shortstops, and that's Trey Turner. And then a team in that division who they have the pitching, they arguably, besides the Braves, the best pitching team, maybe even better than the Braves, the Marlins, Tom's favorite guy, the long-lasting Sandy Alcantara. Um, they have too much pitching depth, if that's possible, and not enough bats. I think, I think they need to go out and get Brandon Nimmo to control center field, start off the game with a competitive at bat. Someone who he hasn't shown it a ton in the past, but if he's going to go out there and play 150 games, uh, Miguel Rojas said this on the Chris Rose rotation. They need a guy who's going to come in and play a lot of games and just set that precedence and kind of that routine for the clubhouse. I think that'd be really important. And I think they could go into their farm system and trade one of their pitchers for Jake McCarthy from the Diamondbacks. A good outfield piece. That's an interesting one here because he's he's also young himself, right? So it's it's going to be like a trade for both teams addressing their needs. Mm. Um, I think the Marlins should be signing a, a big name free agent. I feel like the record doesn't reflect they, that they have a future. I mean, their pitching rotation is developing very nicely with with Sandy at the front of it, you know. Um, but having an all star middle infield would probably help them out greatly, and so I think they're going to go after Dansby Swanson. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I think also signing a Brennan Nimmo would be, would be useful to the team as well. I think you just have to fix the bats in the lineup a little bit. Um, but when you have a rotation like that, it, it's, it's, you just need to address the offense. Yeah, no, I put, just make a splash in free agency. Um, personally, I guess me and Tom, I flipped, I had, um, you know, I like Trey Turner for them, um, boost that lineup. You put him lead off. Um, and then the middle infield of him and, um, jazz, I think would go perfect together. Um, yeah, I mean, you just have. I think you have to make a splash, either if it's you know, like Brad said, Nemo, or you know, a shortstop. I just you have to do something to help this, you know, batting lineup. Yeah, and then Aiden, we're going to your Nationals. Yeah, um, it's simple for me. Uh, new ownership. I, I think. I mean, it's tough, but I think as soon as we get new ownership, it just it opens up a lot of new possibilities, avenues. Um. I mean, it helps more than just the roster, you know, new stadium, new this, new that. Not like stadium, but, you know, just like making that stadium, yeah, you know, just better than, you know, what it is already. Um, yeah, I just, that's, I think, the main thing that they need to focus on this offseason for the ownership part, you know, aspect of it. Yeah, I, w- I went with a similar route. I think they have to – They well, I, I kind of did a different route, but same idea. I think the Nationals need to, like, address the blatant disregard for analytics and get with the times. Um, You absolutely need a new pitching coach. I mean, talent is being wasted right now with players like Josiah Gray, who should be stars, and then you pair that with incoming talent like Mackenzie Gore and Kate Cavalli. You got an absolute dumpster fire if you have a bad pitching coach. Please fire Jim Hickey. Um. But it honestly goes deeper than that. The whole front office is behind on the times, and I think it's time to just absolutely nuke the whole thing and restart. And I think it also has to do with the ownership. I think when you get the new owner, you will kind of click the reset button on the front office, and that's where you should see a turn in things. Um, But also picking up role players for the team to be flipping at the trade deadline too, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the same page with you guys, front office. I think they really need to focus on the minor leagues like kind of like getting a universal message across like, Hey, this is how we're going to develop our pitchers. This is our style that bat we want to push, like kind of get like a, across the organization message and just really rebuild their development program. Cause you look over the past five, six years, they haven't really developed anyone. 
and that's and they have a lot of prospects right now with the opportunity to develop some stars. Um, I said that they should go out and sign Michael Walker. They have no starting pitching depth right now in the major leagues. Like, as you said, the Mackenzie Gore is coming off an injury. Cade Cavalli coming off an injury. Josiah Gray can throw innings, but they don't have, like, the guy who's going to – Michael Walker is not the guy, but he'll come out and give, like, 170 quality innings. And that's something the Nationals could really use at the front of the rotation, even though Michael Walker would be a three or four starter on any other team. So transitioning to the NL Central, I think this is like a landslide Cardinals division right now. Um, Brewers probably second, Cubs third, and then Reds and Pirates back at the bottom. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's too much separating those two teams, but I think the Reds have a bit more of a future than the Pirates. Um, so Cardinals, where do you guys fall? I went with a little bit of a higher take. I know everyone's thinking Wilson Contreras will be going there. Um, but I have the Cardinals trading for Sean Murphy. I think, well, that's Brad's take. That's not an unpopular opinion. But I, I think it just makes too much sense. I think everyone everyone that thinks that uh, Contreras is the next St. Louis catcher has not seen the St. Louis catcher for the last 10 years, 15 years. Who really matches Yachty's mold more? The young gold glove defending catcher or the – average defensive catcher with with the better bat i feel like sean murphy is the better replica of yachty and it fits the cardinals better than Contreras would so if that makes sense they should go after sean murphy i agree with that i think that in that trade uh sean murphy's going to cost a lot because he's probably he's a top five catcher in baseball right now he just put up a 800 ops like a great defensive season i don't know if he won the gold glove no he didn't jose trevino did but he was right, right there right behind him uh, trading away Matthew Libertor for Sean Murphy, or if not him, Nolan Gorman, because I think we were talking about it before the episode. There's not really a spot for Nolan Gorman on this team right now. Uh, if anything, it's DH, and he's more of an everyday player than that. And I think you could probably get a one-for-one Nolan Gorman-Sean Murphy trade or something very close to that. Uh, another move I think they really need to make is re-signing Jose Quintana. Uh, he came over and it was really good for them after the trade deadline. And he's just, he fits the ballpark. It, last year, it surprisingly played to a hitter's ballpark, which is traditionally not. But you have that defense behind a sinker ball, ground ball pitcher that that has a recipe for success, and they really need starting pitching. Yeah, no. Um, I had pitching a catching. Um, you know, I really think, you know, you, you definitely could and should, like, kind of need to go after, you know, one of those start catchers. Um, but I had them, you know, going after a Rodon, you know, just getting that, you could call it, you know, your ace in that rotation um, and kind of being, you know, like that number, that number one. Um, because, you know, just you have flair, you have flarity, but, you know, like he's never injured or he's never healthy. He's always injured. So, you know, you kind of need that, you know, one that if flarity can be healthy, you know, that's a good one-two punch of Rodon and Flaherty. You know, you mix in Wayno, um, since he's staying another year. Um, so I said pitching more than catching, but you definitely do need a catcher. Yeah, and so going to the most questionable team in that division, to be honest, the Milwaukee Brewers. Like, this team, the, their issue is money. They don't have a lot of money, like, to throw around. Like, if they did, they'd be a World Series contender perennially because you have Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta at the top of that rotation. You have a top-five reliever in baseball in Devin Williams. You used to have another one in Josh Hader, but you traded him away. Um, the first note I have on them is do not trade Corbin Burns. I think they've said that they're not going to do that, but 
just don't do it. And then right now, their starting catcher is Victor Caratini. Uh, no, I think they should go out and get Mike Zanino. I think he would be a really good fit, uh, especially if he comes back and is healthy. He had a really good 2021. Not a lot of average, but a lot of pop there. Uh, I think something like that with veteran presence could be beneficial to the Milwaukee offense. Yeah, I mean, I've always I, I always considered the Brewers one of the smartest organization in, in all of baseball. But when they traded away that when they traded away the best closer in all of baseball for like a bag of chips, it, it, it the whole season collapsed, and it's not like it's shocking. Um. They have a couple things to address, but I think the catcher's position is the number one thing they should address. Um, you got Omar Navarez, Narvaez having a horrific season. He's now a free agent. Um, and I don't even think that Brewers fans want him back. Um, I think you want to pick up a catcher that's reliable. And this is like a hot take here, and it might be too expensive for the Brewers to afford, but I think going after Wilson Contreras might be a better move for the Brewers than it would be for the Cardinals. Interesting. You know, I went a, I, I definitely went a different route. I went more of the bullpen, um, than you know the catcher. Um, you know, you you do have a um. Holy cow! Now I'm blinking. You know, you do have that closer, um, but you just need the more of a setup piece to you know to get it to the closer because I feel like a lot of times you know he was either set up and he didn't have a closer, or you had the closer but you didn't have the setup and it would get blown before it even got, you know that you know into the ninth inning so i had them going after somebody like seth lugo um just completely like get that steady piece so that you can just line it up you know and hopefully that you know that rotation is so good that hopefully they can get you to the seventh um 90 of the time yeah and like they're gonna probably run out with a six-man rotation again like they did last year uh, and that's a good rotation. It's Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Lauer, Hauser, and Ashby. Like, that's pretty good. They've got Ethan Small coming up. Uh, Jansen Junk they just acquired from the Angels as well as Elvis Paguero. And, you know, you still got Devin Williams in the back of that bullpen, Jake Cousins. They, they've got depth, but it's not established depth. So I could, like Seth Lugo would be really helpful there. Um, moving on to the Chicago Cubs. This is the team when we were doing our free agent prediction episode, Aiden and Stavs, every other pick was like, yeah, he's going to end up on the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs are going to bet on him. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for that many guys. I think the guy they really need to go for is Cody Bellinger. Um, uh, no, 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 you got that. This team just confuses me. They're doing, they're doing the Rangers. They're doing what the Rangers are doing. They're doing like this reverse rebuild and it's just not going to work. Or at least everyone thinks it's what's going to happen. People are, you look at you look at top ten free agents the Cubs need to sign in the offseason. It's like Aaron Judge, Jacob Degrom. Who who every who team in, needs that much. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. It's like thanks, but like they can't. They they don't. They're not that close. They aren't that close. I mean, they won the division in twenty twenty, which was the Mickey Mouse year. So it's not like it, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. They, but I guess they're just itching to drop money during the rebuild. So I predict that they will sign Kodai Senga. Um, they've showed repeated interest in him and they're actually likely the favorites to sign him right now. So I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, I went, I mean, they've been just showing so much interest in shortstops. Um, and it looks like that they don't want to rebuild, you know, they're just going to try and just be competitive forever, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I want somebody, you know, you move, move Nico to second and go with somebody like Correa. I mean, you could get him on a, two three-year deal i mean he's probably he might want more but if you can get him on a two three-year deal you know uh, <laughs> you know higher aav you know he might i mean look you guys are saying you know no he he's gonna want more right 
More years. More yeah. years, yeah. Okay, but Verlander wanted three, and he settled for, you know, a higher AAV than years. Verlander's also 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think, I, I almost think that, that Correa regretted signing such a short deal with the oh. Twins, which is why he wants, well, I think he did it with the intentions of signing a longer deal after that, you know? I think, not just, I, don't, I don't think, wait, continue. No, uh, the issue with Correa is that his market last year wasn't great. Like there wasn't a lot of teams like, oh, we'll give you, you know, seven years, $210 million. There wasn't many teams like that. And now his market's a lot better this year. Uh, I feel like, um, yeah, I guess maybe two figures is a little low because you you do have, you know, the Bogarts, uh, Dansby, you know, and just, and Trey and, you know, those other, you know, elite shortstops. So I feel like when those guys go out, if it might be logical for him to be the last one standing and well, then he kind of has, you know, a, a price and, you know, p- teams might be a little more desperate for him if they need that shortstop that, you know, they missed out on the other pieces. Yeah. Um, another pitcher that I actually had going to the Cubs was Andrew Heaney from the Dodgers. Uh, I think that'd be a really good move from the Cubs. He wasn't really healthy in 2022, but when he was, he was striking out everybody. And if you can get, 120 innings out of him on like a one-year $10 million contract, something like that, maybe a couple years out of him. That's a really good move, especially for a rotation that is lacking in depth right now. Having an arm like Andrew Heaney who can come in and not necessarily like blow out another team, like shut him down completely, but can just come in and provide an ounce of electricity by like striking them out consistently. I think that could be beneficial to a team like the Cubs. And so moving into the the swamps down below of the NL Central, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, I found this one really difficult to find something for them to do. Um, I said that if they can find any way to add a prospect, do that. But outside of that, there's not much they can do. Yeah, I mean, I said I said nothing much other than filling roster spots for the season this year to make it through the season so that you can finally get the rookies up. And, you know, maybe – taking players that are a bit of a gamble. Um, I won't name specific players because I have gambles on my other picks and you can't repeat, but you know, getting players that you can flip at the deadline is the only thing that the Reds can do right now because they have a decent, they have a good farm system now. They have a really good farm system and they're going to be coming up in a couple of years. So it's just a matter of making it to those that year. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I, I mean, I had just getting some outfield bats that you might be able to get something out of, you know, as a deadline. Um, A name I brought up was like a Cole Cahoon. Um, maybe a um, a Dickerson. I said maybe if they want to spend, you know, a tiny bit more, maybe like a Dom Smith, and hope he can, you know, just you can again get more prospects out of it. Um, but at, Tom, you said it perfectly. At this rate, you're just hoping, you know, just to fill roster spots and wait for these rookies to get up. I mean, you're not going to be good. This is what you signed up for. Yeah. Um, with the. Pirates. It came out the other day that Brian Reynolds had requested for a trade. The Rockies in return, or sorry, the Rockies, the Pirates in return stated that they weren't going to trade him, but I think he's still available for the right price. Um, I think that either they need to, they need to figure out his future. They either need to extend him or trade him because he's probably at his maximum value for trading right now. And I have him going to the Dodgers for Michael Bush and, and Ryan Papio. I was just about to ask that if you would take, obviously he's, he's a good player, but like if you would give up the prospects needed for him. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think th- this one I'm actually excited. I was excited to talk about because he's giving the lob to Pittsburgh. He's literally putting it in their hands, you know, like it's literally 
there for you. Like, it would have been more sad to just trade a player that enjoyed being there. But now he probably said he doesn't like being there. So get him out or, you know, just you're, you're, he's not going to be there when the team is good. Take advantage of the opportunities given you, you know, trading to a competing team and get better prospects. Um, this will connect later on. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave it as a sequel. And I guess the viewers can guess which team is going to be traded to, but it's not going to be talked to for a little bit. So talked about for a little bit. So I guess you guys can just think about it until it comes up later. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I thought about it, but that statement, I know statements mean, you know, half the time mean absolutely nothing, but it would be smart for them to trade him, you know, while he still has three years of, you know, control. Um, I don't think it, if they would trade him, it would be this offseason. I think it would maybe be, you know, more of a trade deadline, um, you know, at, you know, piece. Um, I had them going after a catcher, though. Like, right now, it, I mean, I don't even know who their catcher is. They just lost out on Perez. Uh, it's some no-name catcher, I believe. Um, so I had them going out and just... Getting just a, a filler hole right now and just getting like a Tucker Barnhart. Yeah. I, I like, I, I, I physically, I looked up the catcher and I had no idea who it was. They don't the have one on their depth yeah. chart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just have them getting somebody, somebody small just to fill in that catcher spot, a Tucker Barnhart. Um, and I mean, you just roll the dice on the season. Yeah. So moving from the lowest of the lows to, a team that should be a lot higher, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think this is the most questionable this team has been since 2018. Um, and I'm okay with that as a Dodgers fan. I think they need to be punched in the mouth a little bit. Like a 95-win team would be a lot better in the postseason than a 111-win team. Uh, there are specific holes. They aren't – the lineup isn't as juggernauty as it normally is. And there is a bit of holes in the pitching rotation – but I think those could be easily addressed. Uh, I have them. They should go and sign Jamison Tyone and Ryan Yarbrough. I really like Ryan Yarbrough because he's always in the top of the league and lowest average uh, exit velocity, induced exit velocity. And he's really high in chase percentage. So I feel like the Dodgers could find a way to just make that into an absolute stud of a starting pitcher. Uh, even if he's only going four or five innings, you can piggyback with one of your rookies, Grove, Stone, Pepio, if you still have them. Um, and I think they need to add a bat. They need to re-sign Justin Turner. And I think they should bring back AJ Pollock. Okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting take. Uh, I'm curious what Brad has to think on this one. I was I was reading an LB article yesterday, and it it it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I think that the Los Angeles Dodgers should not sign any of the four shortstop free agents that are on the market. Instead, I think they should trade for power hitting shortstop Willie Adamas from the Brewers. They have shown interest in Adamas in the past, and they have talked about this before. And I think it's only a matter of what it will take to get Adamas. I don't know where he would fit in this lineup, but yeah, it's 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 looks like the Dodgers are interested, but the Brewers are not. But it honestly depends on what the Dodgers are willing to give up. And I don't know how much better Adamas would make this lineup, but it is an interesting take that I wanted to bring up because a lot of us are talking about free agent signings, but you know, you can also trade a lot of players too in the offseason. That's that's what that's what that's what it does too. So yeah, I mean I don't think it's out of the picture, but I think that until the Brewers are willing to shop Willie Adamas, then yeah. I I, I... That'd be, you know, a good piece for them. Uh, I went more of the bullpen. 
um you know you did lose a couple pieces um i thought more of like a bullpen arm like maybe a a, a chafin or a, um or a britain somebody like they're kind of like obviously they're not the top like relievers um but <laughs> um i i just you know i think one of them you know the dodgers could make into an elite closer and especially chafin um yeah like i would love andrew chafin in the dodgers bullpen i think that'd be a really beneficial piece um so again this is currently off of roster construction i think the padres are a very close second right now um and I think there's not too many holes to address on this team. It's a pretty good team. You got to figure out what the hell Fernando Tatis is. Um, but I think they're going to go out and sign Kodai Senga. I think he'd be a really good fit there uh, with you, Darvish. Like good fit. They are they interacted a bit in Japan, but it'd be like it'd be really good to have someone you're more fami- familiar with when you're coming over to a new area. And he played with uh, I forgot who it was. I want to say Robert Suarez as well when Robert Suarez was in Japan. So it's like two built-in teammates that you have right there. Didn't Hassan Kim also come from? I don't know if they were teammates though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. I think, I think that, shoot, this is tough because they also have a good offense. They also, they have, they have, there's not many holes to fill in this lineup, but I do think that re-signing Brandon Drury would not be the worst idea for them. I know they don't need a third baseman, but you can put Brandon Drury like anywhere and also a DH if you need him. Um, and I feel like, I mean, even, even after the breakout season, he's still flying under the radar. I feel like people don't, don't address, don't, don't really understand how good he is. I think, I think he's going to be locked down for like a five-year contract that might, that might help the Padres in the future. And Honestly, in some of the worst patches of the Padres' offense, Brandon Drew remained consistent. So I think going for more of a consistent bat like that would be the best thing for them. I also saw some of the you can stick him at first. You if you lose out on Josh Bell, you know you, you can stick him in at first, which you know wouldn't be a bad idea. I said starting pitching, just getting you know just one more. Um, you did lose uh, Clevenger. Um, so I I had somebody like you know Jameson Tyon just going there. Um, just getting that last starter. I mean. The, yeah, it would be smart to resign, you know, one of Bell or um Drury um to, you know, just finalize that lineup. Um but I, I want the pitching route. Yeah. Which which we, we know that they love to upgrade their pitching. You know, it's it's one of those things. So I, I definitely see it as possible. Tom. Yeah. All right, this is this is my shortest note. I actually like wrote like so much detail on every other note and then for the Giants I wrote Aaron Judge. Um <laughs> I think it's crucial that the Giants get Aaron Judge. I feel like right now, everyone is basing their their 2023 preseason predictions on the fact that the Giants are big buyers in the offseason. Everyone's over-predicting how good they're going to be. If they don't get anyone, they're not going to be good. So you need to go after a lot of players, and they have the money to spend. Um, you need Aaron Judge. You could pick up players like Nimmo. You can pick up closers. You could pick up Kenley Jansen. I mean – you also have Camilo Duvall, who will be, will, yep, will be one of the best closers in the game eventually. I uh, just got to get the control under, 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 yeah, you know. Um, but you're not that far, and I think maybe going after Rodon too wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, I, I was kind of there with you with Kenley Jansen. I think he'd be a great fit there. Um, and I said obviously sign Aaron Judge, but if that fails, get Carlos Correa. Um, you got to get one of the two. I think. I, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you got to get one of the two, because if you fail to get that, you failed this offseason. 
And I think that they should go out and sign Gene Segura to go play second base. Gene, I would love, I would get a jersey, dude. I would get a Gene jersey so fast, dude. I think that it would just be a good fit, like a veteran middle infielder who can come in. If he is playing there with Carlos Correa, that'd be great. Still not the greatest glove as seen in the World Series, but he's going to put up a competitive offensive season. Yeah, I, I, I kind of kept it simple. Um, I just said spend spend big money like that was one that was one of the things you know that the giants owner right owner i believe came out and said or gm one of them came out and said hey we're gonna spend money this offseason well if you're gonna say it, you need to do it like it, if it's judge it's judge if it's if you miss out on judge and you go and get you know a, a shortstop and some pitching and but uh, you know brad you, you did you know say it if they don't spend money it, it's 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 an awful offseason for them Brutal yeah. man. Transitioning to a team that's really not that far behind the Giants, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I think this team is probably a year or two away from competing. They've got to get their younger core a bit more experience there. I think they need a way to trade away one of the outfielders. And as stated earlier in the Marlins section, I had Jake McCarthy going to the Marlins in exchange, and I thought of it now, probably Sixto Sanchez. Maybe one other arm, just because there's a lot of question marks around Sixto Sanchez. And Jake McCarthy's actually like a very good outfielder. Uh, and other than that, try and find someone to get some of Madison Bumgarner's contract and Madison Bumgarner, because he's horrible. Like, he's abysmal. I, I think, you know, going off that Bumgarner, I think I saw something like the Nationals. I mean, just just... Because they need they need a pitcher like you said, um, you know you said that they need you know like a walker. Just get him. I mean they're not going to be competitive. You might as well just take the contract. Uh, maybe you can get a prospect out of it as well. I mean, um, who knows? Um, I personally said a pitcher with a higher ceiling. I mean not the highest, but what if you know maybe like a Noah Sundergaard. Um, just you know go over there get innings. Um. Maybe hope you know maybe he can become a a little bit of you know what he was in the past um and just mainly just eat innings um mentor some of the younger pitchers on that team if they need it um you know yeah the Diamondbacks is interesting to me I don't really know what they what they really need because I I had them picking up Mitch Haniger um which isn't which which is like it makes you think I, I I'm a little confused there, but also you could go after a player like Jameson Tallion or, you know, like another, another pitcher like Michael Wackett just for on like a three-year deal, you know, not, not like a long-term thing. I don't know if the Diamondbacks are ready to spend the big monies and like ready to lock down players for long periods of time yet. But I, I, I think that getting like players on like on shorter, not like one year, but like three-year contracts would be the best thing for them. Yeah. And going to the other team in that division, uh, the Colorado Rockies get a new front office, please. I'm begging you. Um, and also sign Michael Conforto while you're at it. Uh, high ceiling, low, low risk. You could get him to be a really quality bat. Obviously, you're not going to compete, and you're probably not going to trade him, even if he is good. But just do something, man. Don't sit out like you did at the trade deadline. I I I went the one year guys that you can flip kind of deal, you know, maybe a good season in Colorado. Obviously we saw with Crone last year that, you know, they don't like, I guess, flipping guys, um, you know, trading them at the deadline. 
Um, Tom, this was one of my takes that you might not enjoy the best. I said, what about like a Donovan Solano? Just just going to the Rockies, you know, <laughs> just going there, hitting hitting some bombs um, in cores um, and hopefully getting shipped out. You know, you sign him to one deal, maybe to, I don't know, a team that just needs some depth. Donovan Solano on the Rockies is too powerful. They would have to they would have to check him for PEDs after every like every game. He would just be hitting too many nukes. He he's he's just too good. I don't know. I think I need to get a retro Donovan Solano jersey. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, we're doing the yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for the Rockies, yes, you need to get the front office out of there. You need to have a game plan, and there just has never been one for them. Um, obviously, you can get you can gamble on those one year players like Conforto, but I picked Bellinger. Um, you know the high elevation might help revive his career. Um, you saw it happen with Jose Iglesias in the past season, you know, really like a bat that was like an average, like a two, you know, he, he really stepped up the offensive game last year in course field. So I think maybe a different scenery for Cody Bellinger might help raise his average and his on-base percentage and make him look more flashy. Yeah. And so we're going to throw it over to the AL East now, where I think this is probably it's going to be the most competitive division, if not the AL West. But it's there's a lot of question marks right now. Like the Blue Jays, they're in an interesting point. Like this is their window. This is probably like the second to last year before everyone gets super expensive. The Rays are going to Ray. They'll always be there. The Yankees looking mighty vulnerable right now. The Red Sox have no direction. And the Orioles are on the come up. Like there is so much about this division. And so I think... Right now, as the roster stand, I'd put the Blue Jays in first solely based on the roster. Um, but looking at them, they're really weak in terms of arms. Uh, their rotation's fine. It's it's Gossman, Manoa, excellent. Kikuchi, bad. Ryu, uh, not healthy. Barrios, bad. So I had them trading one of their catchers, Denny Jansen specifically, to Cleveland in exchange for Daniel Espino. And I think that would be a huge move for both sides. Huge prospect gets moved. Cleveland gets their catcher. Uh, They also need a bullpen arm, a lefty specifically, because their only bullpen arm that is a lefty is Tim Meza. And that is not sufficient. That's an interesting take, but do you really think that Danny Jansen is, is worth, is, is worth the the guardians number one prospect. Number one prospect. He's controllable for two or three more years. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, well, the, the Blue Jays have the predicament of having um, Kirk and Jansen. So you, you have two catchers that are at an at a, at a all-star level or below, like around an all-star level. So it's it would be smart to move one of them. But I think that the number one thing they need to address with the overpowering offense is the bullpen. I, I feel like I feel like Barrios isn't usually this bad. I mean, he's obviously not usually this bad, but whether he will have a bounce back season or not is the question. And whether Ryu will have a bounce back question is the question. But I think signing a lefty in the bullpen like Taylor Rogers and then also getting a guy like Adam Ottavino, you don't need to spend that much money on the two. But um, Brad's just itching to get a takeoff. What do we got, Brad? No, I just hurt just... Brian's head. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the Blue Jays are so powerful offensively that you really don't need to worry about anything on the offense. I think you just have to pick up some pitching. And I think that revolves around the bullpen. You have a good closer. You just need to get to the closer. So. 
I I went more of center field. Um, I I I like I like belly. Um, going there. Um, or a Nemo, something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean bullpen, you know, is always they do. That's one of their needs. Um, so I I could totally see them getting you know a um a a Britain or something like that. But Springer would move to a corner. He's yeah, okay. not. He's not as healthy. Yeah. Um, going to the second team in that division, the Rays. So they've been rumored to shop a starting pitcher. And I think that if the Cardinals don't make a specific move, they should trade Tyler Glass now, the Rays, for Nolan Gorman. Because they've been rumored to shop Tyler Glass now. It's been like they are listening on offers. Tyler Glass now for Nolan Gorman would be a great move for the Rays. Well, we all know what happens when the Cardinals trade, you know, the Rays. Yeah. A, a younger guy. So, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, yeah, I like it. I said that they should sign Sean Manaya. I think that was one of Tom's big things. Um, and then sign Dom Smith or another lefty first baseman. Just they need a first baseman first and foremost. Um, I think that'd be a really good fit there. And then build a new stadium or, <laughs> or relocate to Nashville, Tennessee or Raleigh, North Carolina. That would uh, be Na- really cool. Na- yeah. Na- Nashville would be nice. No, I think Raleigh would be nice. There's no Carolina teams. There's a big gap there. Um, I mean, you have a hockey besides, team. But besides the point, I think the Rays should go after Michael Conforto. I think this would be a one-year gamble. That's just how the Rays work, though. So I think that's kind of a perfect fit for Michael Conforto, you know, like the prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I said in the pre-agent, uh, I think Sean Mania, with good mechanics, could be fixed as a pitcher. And I, I, I think we've seen these elite flashes of talent from Sean Mania, and then it's all forgotten when he goes through these really rough patches. So I think that tweaking his his pitching might be the best thing for him i, I think he will do great there i i i looked it up i looked at the the lineup they have seven righties and two switch hitters in the starting in the starting batting lineup <laughs> so i said just going out getting a, just a lefty in general i said someone like brantley or benatendi um you know just just for that you know five six seven holes somewhere just in there um just you know you can't go into next season with seven righties and two switch hitters. I mean, you need a lefty in there somewhere, preferably two. Um, but yeah, Ben Attendee, Brantley, something. Yeah. And so, Aiden, moving to your Yankees, obviously, <laughs> the, I think we made the exception here. The only time we're allowed to repeat is sign Aaron Judge because they're in deep crap if they don't. Um, and I think it's have a backup immediately ready in case they miss out on him. Uh, they need a fifth starter because right now it's Clark Schmidt or yeah. Domingo Herman, which isn't great. Uh, and I think to do to get one of or to get a fifth starter or another bullpen arm, which they also really need, is trade away one of the shortstop prospects. Yeah, I'd agree. There's just they have a ton of you know shortstop prospects and they uh, prospects in general. I mean, you have you're a couple years away from. Um, Jason, you know, Dominguez. Uh, I think he's twenty twenty six. If he pans out, I think no, his... he's definitely he's definitely sooner than that, right? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so something like that. So you know, he's still a little bit away. Uh, I mean, I put one word: judge. I mean, you you have to resign him. Um, and if you don't, I mean, a Conforto. Um, you know, just re- You have to if you don't get him, replace him. 
and then make a trade. I also wouldn't, you know, I could totally see them getting back, you know, some, you know, just a pitcher. You could do Taeyeon, but I mean, just you said it, you know, perfect. You need a fifth starter. Um, Clark Schmidt's too big of a question mark right now. If he pans out, I mean, it would be nice. I mean, just this team has so many questions about can this player pan out, um, which ha half of them probably will. Um, but there's, you know, a chance that they don't. So, yeah, yeah, this is a rare case where the Yankees usually are the team that goes out and buys players. And it's kind of weird to see that their farm system is almost better than the stars that they have on their team now. Like the future looks bright. With that being said, you have these players that are going to be out of their prime by the time those young players come up. So as a Yankees organization, would you trade away those pieces to get a, a now team or would you wait and waste the talent on the t of the team we have now? I, the, the, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I guess that's a question I'm, I'm giving to you guys. No, like, no, 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 I, I agree. I mean, you don't trade all of them, you know, bad said, you know, they do have a lot of shortstops um, and, you know, they have, um, Peraza and they have Perez, I think, right? They're Peraza so, and Cabrera. Yeah. So Oswald and Oswaldo. Um, you have to trade one of them, in my opinion. Um, it just and Volpe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, That's and it. Volpe. So, yeah, you have to do something. You can't keep all three, in my opinion. Yeah, and with the other team in their division that's on the come up, the Baltimore Orioles, they already addressed one of their needs with Kyle Gibson. That's 170 innings to like a 3-5 right there, if not a little bit worse of an ERA. But like good veteran presence going to help. I think Kyle Gibson there is a really good move. Um, they don't have like the huge, huge bat. They have Adley Rushman, but he's he's a very good bat, but he's not the bat. Um, in my opinion, I don't think he's a... MVP contender right now. Uh, I think they're going to go out and get Trey Mancini. And I think that they could really benefit from getting a, another shortstop, uh, moving Gunnar Henderson to second base, maybe a Carlos Correa type. I'm not saying him, but like someone of that nature. Um, and I said, for getting another arm, shoot for Rodon, fall for Yavaldi slash Bassett. That's tough because I, I, do you think that they're, they're, on, because that that's a lot of money right there. I mean, even even Bassett, even a Bassett would be would be a little bit more expensive than I think the Orioles are willing to spend. When you're when you're targeting guys like Gibson, it doesn't Gibson and, and Bassett are in a different league. Would you consider that right? Uh, like compared to each other? Yeah, no, like yeah. in terms of like spending, yeah, you'd spend. Less yeah, for but Gibson. they were one of the they have they've been one of the lowest AAV teams per year, like the past five years. They have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, and uh, like I just mentioned for the Yankees, there there are two ways that they could approach this. They could take it slow and let the young guys come up like the Astros did. And I know there's a lot of the Astros front office in the Orioles organization now. Or they could start to trade away your farm and build for the World Series team like the Mariners and the Padres did. You know, I honestly see it being more like the first one. I feel like they're just going to wait a little bit longer and they're they're going to start building for the future. Um, And that future is not that far away. I think by 2024, they will, they will be like the, the team that goes out and starts buying stuff, you know, starts really buying. But with that being said, it wouldn't surprise me if they do go out and get Bogarts. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they go out and get a, a pitcher, but I don't think Rodon level. I don't, I think, I think that falling to Bassett would make sense, but I think Bassett is the, the cap. I don't think that they can go out and get Bogarts and Rodon at the same time. I think, I think going for Bogarts and Bassett might be the best thing for him. Um, but they just got, they got a good future. So even, even the pieces that are coming up are looking good. 
Yeah, I mean, I had them. They're such a young team. Getting a veteran like leadership, like presence, just on the team. Um, you know, whether it's you know Mancini, um, or if it's um just somebody over, in my opinion, over the age of you know thirty, thirty-two. Just they're so young. You know, even if it's a backup catcher for Adley, um, you know that can just give him you know pointers, tips here and there whenever he needs it. Um. Or if it is, you know, a a short stop, um, you can go after one of those big names. Um, I think in my, I think in the free agent uh, prediction podcast that we did, um, I did have Correa. I think me and Tom both had Correa going there. So I, I think it's still, you know, a possibility. Um, but I, th- I just think veteran leadership in general. Yeah, and then going to the worst team in that division, the Boston Red Sox, uh, their starting pitching is really lacking right now. We don't really know what Chris Sale is. They just lost Nathan Yavaldi to free agency. He might, he could resign. I think that they should try and pursue resigning him. I think that they should go after Taiwan Walker as well. Uh, he's not going to be too expensive, and he could provide some innings for them. I said that they need to resign Xander Bogarts. I think that's a priority for them because if they miss out on him, they got to rebuild. Um, extend Rafi Devers. Again, this is all like contingent on them getting Bogarts. Um, resign or extend Rafi Devers and sign Mitch Haniger. I could see him in the Red Sox jersey. That's a lot of that's a lot of pieces right there. And I, I think that in order for it to all go to plan, the Red Sox actually have to have a smart front office, and I just don't think they have that. They I what I put down for what their offices needs are is I just wrote a plan. You know, there doesn't seem to be much of a plan. You got Eric Cosmer, you got Tommy Pham. Like, what is happening? Um, and and it just doesn't make sense that it doesn't. It does what what the what the Red Sox are doing doesn't make sense. In in Brad's hypothetical that he just probably made in twenty minutes is probably better than the Red Sox have been planning this whole time. You know, <laughs> it's it's not that hard. But yes, locking down players like Bogarts would probably be the best thing for him. You know, getting those pieces like um Hanniger and also um shoot I'm blanking but you know getting those pieces from other teams and also locking down Devers would be would be the best course of action for them obviously but they just don't have a plan yet so I think addressing that first would be the best thing for them yeah I, I just said starting pitching and bullpen I mean you just need pitching um in my opinion yeah it's you know signing Bogarts is a must I mean like a must-have um, but I, I put in a name, what about like a Kenley Jansen, like just go and, and bolster up that bullpen. I mean, they, I think I looked it up. I think they had like a 4.7 ERA in that bullpen last year. Um, so if you can get like a Kenley, um, you maybe get some smaller pieces here and there. Um, and you know, just go into next season, hope they pan out. And if they don't, I mean, you can always I don't think they would, but you can always tank and, you know, sell off, especially if you can't, like, if Devers says, hey, I'm not going to resign, well, then maybe it's time, you know, to look the other way. Yeah. And so going to a team that's on the opposite end of the spectrum, that that's probably, like, right there getting ready for their World Series push is the Cleveland Guardians. They are super young, and we saw behind Tito Francona that they could really be guided into a playoff contending team. I think that they gave the Yankees a very good run for their money, uh, and what really felt missing was just a big impact bat. And I think, A, I had the trade with the Blue Jays that sends Danny Jansen there. That's a big upgrade at catcher. And I have them getting Josh Bell at this uh, over free agency, but specifically winter meetings. I think it'd be a good time to get it. Uh, switch hitting bat, going to slot right into Jose Ramirez. 
uh, well with Med Rosario, Andre Jimenez, and maybe adding another outfielder besides, you know, Stephen Kwan. That would be pretty important there too. I think I think a bat that's very familiar in the playoffs um, is J.D. Martinez, if that makes sense. I think a J.D. Martinez would fit in that lineup. I do agree with Josh Bell. I remember hearing that from you. Um, I don't want to double up on this, but I do see it as very possible that the Guardians try and go out and get Sean Murphy from the Athletics and trade for trade for Sean Murphy as well. Um, kind of lacking behind the plate right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, going for those three players is what they need to do because they have a really good bull. They have they their pitching is set for a long time. I think it's just a matter of getting that impact bat. So I know my takes have been a little bad recently um and i don't even know if you'd call this a take i can easily see them in the wood series next year i yeah. mean i i know i know that i know that ar um i know that al is you know gonna be stronger than it was last year um but i i can see them definitely going uh to the wood series i i do have them getting a first baseman and getting josh bell um, I think that just makes too much sense. They don't really have a free spaceman. I think Josh Naylor played some first base last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if you want him to be your first baseman, you know, every day. I think maybe a DH here and there. Um, but yeah, I just simple answer is Josh Bell. Yeah. And so going to the most disappointing team in baseball in all of 2022, the Chicago White Sox, they did their most important job of getting rid of Tony LaRusa. Uh, they've brought in a completely new coaching staff, which I think should have a good impact. Um, right now, they don't have a left fielder uh, just at all. And I think a good piece to go there would be Andrew Benatendi. I think a left-handed bat would slot in perfectly. Like right now, they might want to look at a catcher upgrade as well because Grandal was horrible last year. Maybe a second base upgrade because I don't know how much you want to be throwing Libero Garcia out on the field every day. But Luis Robert, Gavin Sheets, and Eloy Jimenez for your three outfielders with one being at TH is pretty good. I think that's pretty good. It's it's just I feel like the White Sox officially with, with Jose Abreu being traded, I mean with being signed, sorry, um, has ended their chances. I, I know they have they have a good core, but they just lost their best batter in the whole lineup. And at least the most consistent batter. I think if you treat Luis Robert right, he will. He, I, I I'm really high on this guy. This guy should be the next coming of Mike Trout. But he he's just. I, I see a lot of talent in Luis Robert. I just he he seems like a five tool athlete to me, but he's just not being utilized. Um, I think addressing the coaching situation. Obviously, need to find a new coach. Have they got a new coach yet, or is yeah. it just empty spot? Yeah, Royals bench coach. No, maybe. Hold up. White Sox. Somebody's bench coach. Someone's bench coach? Yeah. Pedro Grafal is their manager. Charlie Montoya is a bench coach. Yeah. I like I like Montoya. Yeah. You just gotta hope that it clicks in the in the in the uh in the uh dugout. You know, it's gotta the clubhouse clearly was not very happy last season. You know, a lot of a lot of drama behind the scenes. I think just having having less problems. On the off the field, I mean, would would help the players play good on the field. I think you have high upside in the entire outfield. You have high upside in the young players. Is Garrett Crochet finally back? Uh, he's recovering from Tommy John right now, so he should be back middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't have a bad team. I think going after Andrew Penitenti would be good. I think they need lefties in the lineup. Um, catcher, the catcher position is so scarce in the MLB right now. It's almost like a it's a problem. 
Um, I don't know who else they could go for at this point because there's no repeats. Like, we're running out of catchers, you know? Like, there's not that many good ones in the league. So, I guess you just have to rely on – I don't know. Um, I I mean, honestly, the, I think if they didn't make a move, they'd still be better than last year just because of the new manager, no off – you know, you know, no out-of-team issue um, – issues, like off – off the field um i do think though um they did get clevenger um so i think right now if you can focus on getting a second baseman um somebody like a fraser or segura um just to fill in that role you know he hopefully he can play every day um you know just to just fill in that spot for now and you know maybe at the deadline you make a big trade for a you know a better second baseman and you know jeans than you know, a, a here, there. Um, but I think you definitely do need to get, you know, that middle infield beside, obviously you have Tim, just get somebody on the opposite side of him. Yeah. And so another team that's really interesting in that division is the Twins. Uh, today a report just came out that they're willing to trade Luisa Rise for some stars starting pitching. Uh, I don't really know if they're going to do that. I don't think they should do that. But um, I think that one of the most important things is a not doing that, but b uh, re-signing Carlos Correa. Um, I think that actually should be a very big priority for them, and I think they are treating it as one. Um, another guy that I have going there, or that I think should sign there, is Adam Duvall, a very good defensive outfielder with high upside for pop, as well as Chad Green, going to bolster that bullpen right for Duran. Uh, obviously, Amelia Pagan has not been what they hoped he would be for them. So I think Chad Green could be that guy for them. Yeah, I think maybe I think going after I think going after some help in the um in the maybe their starting rotation. I mean, they their pitching is actually pretty good. I don't know which holes you really need to fill on this team now. I think Gary Sanchez is a free agent. I don't know if you want to resign him, but who would fill his who would fill who would fill his shoes if if he was gone? You know. Uh, yeah, while you're looking at the depth, while you're looking at the depth chart, um, <laughs> talking about Luis Arias, I don't necessarily know what they're doing. Um, the Twins did not have one of the better offenses in the MLB, so I think, and they had one of the better pitching rotations in the MLB. So I don't know why they're trying to help something that they're already better than at. But like, why would you? Why would you get rid of the thing? Ryan Jeffers. Okay, Ryan Jeffers is the backup catcher. So he maybe I, I think re-signing. I think re-signing Carlos Correa and Gary Sanchez would be the best for them. I know Gary Sanchez is not that good, but he is definitely better than Ryan Jeffers. So I think maybe re-signing those players and then maybe going after one of the starting pitchers, one of the lower tier starting pitchers to fill that, that fourth spot would be good. Uh, and I think all they need is an outfit. Like, not all they need, but I think uh, the main focus, I think, would be an outfielder. I mean, right now they have Buxton, Kepler, and Larnick. Larnack. Yeah, Trevor um, Yeah, so I think somebody like a uh, Mitch Haniger, um, could you know hit that corner outfield spot, um, you know hit hit well, um, give that lineup just a boost that they kind of need, um, and then just you know I'm pitching, you know you could always use more pitching, um, if they can get that like elite number one, um. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or make a trade um but you know now leading into the tigers um th- they need a lot i mean you y- kind of i think that the tigers are where tom said the red Sox are 
they kind of need a plan like 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 they need a map like they don't they don't have a plan um and i think that signing last year of javi baez was just pure dumb like i think and i think everybody really like i mean you wanted to take a shot but uh for me i just have one year rentals that you can hopefully flip at the deadline um get some more prospects i mean you're not going to be competitive I think everybody really knows that, and just hope your players that are in the MLB can develop. Yeah. yeah, the value the value of some of these players, these young prospects that are coming up, it's almost do you want to do you want to do rebuild inception? Um, I don't know if it's worth trading Torkelson already or trading those young pieces already. Um, you're not going to get any value for Torkelson. He's horrible. Um, so you kind of have to hope that he gets better. Um, you know, like at the end of Thor Ragnarok, where Searcher just like sticks the sword into Asgard and it just all explodes. That's oh, that's what the Tigers alert. need to do. That's what the Tigers need to do. They just 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 need to fire everyone responsible for that. They they, they just need to restart. You know, um, I don't know what the Tigers need to do. There, there's they are not going to be contending for the next five years. They're they're not going to be even close for the next five years. If they want to even get close, they have to start somewhere. And I, I agree with Aiden. One year rentals start flipping. You're gonna start getting good. You're gonna start getting um good draft picks by how low they finish every year. Um, so it's it's just gonna have to start over again. And I think with a new front office, that's gonna be fine. Um, the way that they did it, the way that they approached it was incorrect. Um, but with with, with the right minds behind the team, you can't really rebuild without failing. Um, you have to be very stupid too. And it, that's just so happens that that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so with the Tigers, my first note was I I, I don't know because there's a lot of issues there. Um, I think that they need to start somewhere and their biggest starting point would be getting a third baseman because really Torkelson is not doing it for them right now. And I think he'll end up at first base in all honesty. I have them going out and trying to get Brendan Drury. I think that if they kind of show their players like, hey, time to get going, let's go. There might be an ounce of motivation there. And Brennan is not going to cost too much. Probably very similar to the contract that um uh, Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin just signed a three-year, $40 million contract. I think Brennan could get something very similar to that. Um, Yeah. No, I just – I think that you have to get players with a high ceiling. Like, just start taking chances on players. Hope, well, okay, maybe if they have a really good year, okay, well, then we can flip them for a lot more than just, like, a one-year rental. Maybe get, like, a, a two-year guy that has a high ceiling, you know, but also low floor, and just hope he pans out. I mean, again, they have no direction. Yeah. And another team that actually, I think that is showing a bit more direction is the Kansas City Royals. They've kind of, like, got, they got rid of Dayton Moore. They brought, brought in Matt Quattaro, who was the bench coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. So again, Rays, you know, put in their impact across baseball. Um, I think that if the Royals put money into pitching development, they could take a really big stride forward. We saw that with Brady Singer last year. Um, again, another reach pick, but I think could serve a purpose for them is Nathan Yavaldi. I think bring in someone who's actually going to be more impactful than Zach Ranke and Nathan Yavaldi, who could come in and give very good starts. We saw Cy Young potential. Um, that'd be really beneficial to them. Yeah, this is, I think you need to start signing players to surround the the core of young players that just came up. I mean, you had like a record setting amount of rookies last year. 
not all of which being very good, but a lot of a lot of difference makers. Uh, Bobby Witt, Pasquatino, um, Melendez should be should be getting better. Uh, Nick Prado, you you have a uh, you have a lot of young players on this team. Um, but as Brad mentioned, I think I think going after um more like analytics based pitching coaches and like pitching coaches that can help develop would would help them out, especially like stars like Brady Singer who should be and are already good with a bad pitching um staff you know so it's it's interesting i think they should go after i think they should go after one of the lower tier starting pitchers um like someone that's trying to gamble on themselves i think givaldi makes sense i think i already used him but that would that would be my pick for them yeah i i i just had more of a more of a not really the lineup but more um just your your coaching staff i think if you can because miss mistake Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm mistaken. They don't have a manager right now, correct? I think we talked about that. The Royals? The Royals, right? I just said that they got Matt Quattaro from the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. So I just think you just, besides him, more, you got to look at the the staff around him. And I don't know if he's going to make any changes or if he has already made changes. But just guys that they can really, like, develop, like, Obviously, you know, with the Nationals, one of their biggest problem is having, you know, um, their coaching staff, which can't develop to save their lives, like can't help the MLB ready talent. Um, so I think if the Royals can just get get that and just prove that, like, somebody like Bobby Witt doesn't like fall out or Melendez, you know, they don't just like bust. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that'll be. Uh, I think that'll be good. Uh, now, a team that has a good coaching staff, you know, and just won the World Series, the Houston Astros. Brad, what do you what what do you take in this off season? Because they're already stacked. They literally don't need to do anything. They need nothing. <laughs> like Verlander's gone. That's official today. But they're still fine without him. Like Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Jose Urquidy, forgetting one Hunter Brown. Like gets like Lance McCullers, yeah, pretty good guy to forget. Uh, like that's a really good pitching rotation already. They don't need to go outside when the bullpen's pretty much the exact same. And then, like the offense is great. They just added with Jose Abreu. This team's done. I don't think they need to do anything else. Maybe, maybe Wilson Contreras. I I was just, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I know they've they've said a lot of times that they're really interested in him. Um. That would be kind of an interesting piece. I think if they get that, I mean, they're like right now. I think they're World Series favorites. Um, but if they get Contreras, that just that number just they could be one of the best teams in MLB history. I don't know. We we talked about this and the whole the whole um, you know the the trouble between the GM and the coach and not 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 liking the change of scenery behind the plate. I think Martin Maldonado calls a good game. He's not a good bat, but I guess. The Astros like something about him, and the pitching staff definitely like something about him. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I just, I, I, I think... just think they didn't want to switch the catcher mid-season. I think now that it's off-season, they can, they might switch him. I just think since it was the middle of the season, they didn't want to, because catcher is one of those pieces that the pitchers, you know, can tend to just love one of them, especially like defensively wise. So I just think mid-season they didn't want to switch it and just ruin their whole mojo i think it was working so they wanted to keep it i think now that they're in the off season um especially with a new uh a new gm um i think they could definitely pursue a catcher 
I think, I think, I mean, I wrote getting Justin Verlander back. That's the only note I had. I mean, and now that Justin Verlander's on the Mets and I had the Mets having the number one target being Carlos Rodon, I think that I guess Carlos Rodon on the Astros would make sense. Having two of the, the best lefty pitches in the game now in Framber Valdez and and Carlos Rodon would just be dominant on both sides. It would it would be crazy. But that's would that just be too much? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't think they need to do that. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think they would spend the money on a Rodon. I think they they like their rotation even with losing out on Verlander. And I think that's another reason they didn't pay him. You know what the Mets paid him. The Mets were desperate. They needed a guy. Um, and honestly, the Astros aren't that desperate. Yeah. And so with the Astros, like, I think Martin Maldonado, I think, why fix it if it's not broken, in all honesty? Um, But another team that will always fix something, even if it is not broken, is the Seattle Mariners. Uh, They just dealt Jesse Winker away. They just acquired Teoscar Hernandez. They just got, uh, what did they get for Jesse Winker? Colton Wong. Uh Yes. Yeah, yeah, like that's a good team right there. Maybe getting another outfield there would be a good move for them. But I think if they're going to do anything, and that would be Kodai Senga, I don't think that would be a bad move. Because like really the only thing they're lacking is a fifth starter, which right now is Marco Gonzalez, who's fine. Like that does the job as your fifth starter. Yeah, I was going to say, do they – need anything like they don't need i mean this team is gonna in my opinion is gonna fight the the astros i think they'll end up losing and i think it'll be you know five game differential um but i think it'll be competitive um like especially like a head-to-head in the series i think it'll be competitive um i just said getting um getting depth pitching um uh, somebody like what about like a scott oberg in the pen i mean just just get somebody in the pen. I mean, I honestly couldn't think of anything for, for you know, for them, for the Mariners to do. Uh, the thing with Scott Oberg is he hasn't thrown since 2019. So I don't think a team like the Mariners is going to risk a contract like that. It's just, it's not, yeah. I don't think it's in their nature. They could. Like, I could definitely yeah, see yeah. DePoto pulling something off like that. I just, he hasn't <laughs> thrown in so long. No, I could definitely see, like, maybe like a bad team, you know, wanting to, like, take a risk on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, to possibly flip, but no, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I'm just shuffling through the positions on this team. I can't really think of a weak spot. I mean, I guess maybe a DH because Carlos Santana was not crazy good. Um, maybe going after JD Martinez would make sense for them. I, I don't know. I mean, there's not much else you can really do with a team like this. It just seems like they're real, they're well rounded, and I think that you could replace some of the players with better talent. But why would you? You know, I I, I get I could see this tr- this team making some big trades at the deadline, but I I don't see them making many offseason moves. Yeah, and so I think we kind of can lock in the Astros and 90% share the Mariners to the postseason because we're looking at the American League right now. You have four teams in the East who are going to compete. I'm not considering the Red Sox a competition, like a team competing until they make some big moves. I think the Guardians and the White Sox are going to compete. We're already at six. That's all the slots. And there are four teams in the West who want to compete. And one of those teams is the Angels. They say they want to compete every year. They made it. They did make a genuine attempt the first month of the season last year. And they have Mike Trout and probably the last year they'll ever have Shohei Otani. And they're putting forth their best foot. Like they are trying. They got Gio Urshela. They got Hunter Renfro. Like these, it's not a bad lineup. They're replacing bad players with average players. And that's exactly what they needed to do. I still think they're pretty far away though. Like the rotation's competitive, but not too competitive because they do have to run a six man since they're going with Otani. I think that they should go for Adam Frazier. 
I think it'd be a good bat there. He's not going to cost too much. Uh, and they got to go for another starter. And I put either Corey Kluber or Rush Stripling. Yeah, I think I think getting I think trying to just surround the talent on this team which is should be the number one priority. I think picking up I think picking up um Adam Frazier would make sense. Um I mean you lost Rossiel Glacius, so w- w- I guess I, I guess what what would you do to fix that bullpen? I mean you can move some players around. I really don't want to double up, which is why I keep saying that, but maybe picking up like Zach Britton. I think Kane Lee would fit fine in there too, but I already said that one. So it's like you got Chiefin. a lot of- I said that one too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I said it too, but I mean, you're looking at the a... big names. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they should be targeting in the bullpen. I think honestly, if you considered the Angels having good pitching, they should they should probably be considered one of the best teams in baseball because they have a decent offense. And if they actually had lockdown pitching, they'd be complete. But they just don't have that other side of the baseball yet. Um, and I hope they figure it out. And I I don't know if it's an analytical problem, but I think getting some more names that could fill the bullpen. You don't need stars either. You just need players to eat innings to make it to that to make it to the ninth inning, and you know, like get there. But I, I think I think the Angels are not as far as we think they are. I mean, I just put like every year. I mean, they just need more pitching. Um, somebody. I mean, what about like a Sean Manaya? I mean, he's he's gonna cost probably a little more. But if they're if they're true about contending. Maybe go after him. I mean, I'm talking Costello more than some of the, like you know like the big names, or some of the um what they call like smaller names. Um, I mean, if you're too bad contending, you got to go pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't know. This is another one that I'm kind of lost with. I think Sean Maya is just too much of a reclamation project for them to handle. Uh, maybe next off season when they've lost Shohei Otani, they could do it. Um, uh, because they they will have a lot of money freed up from that. Um, probably Mike Trout's contract as well. Um, a team who is not scared to spend any money, the Texas Rangers. And this is a team that just decided that they're no longer going to lose. They didn't, they're not actually ready. They didn't finish their rebuild or anything. They just decided one morning that they weren't going to be in a rebuild anymore. Uh, they signed Jacob DeGrom for a five-year, $185 million contract with an option for a sixth year. They have Corey Seager. They have Marcus Semien. They have Nathaniel Lau. They have Odilis Garcia, Jonah High, Mitch Garver. It's not a bad team. It's just they don't have pitching, which is, you know, part of baseball. Uh, they got DeGrom. They got Martin Perez. They have John Gray. They have Dane Dunning. That's okay. I mean, if it pans out, that's a good rotation. But that's again, not a bad. That's not a bad top three. I think John Gray has a lot of upside. I don't know if he's ever proven it, but he does have the upside there. Um, yeah. This is this is where my hot take comes in. This is the Brian Reynolds location. Um, I think I I see it happening. I just the Rangers like randomly dropping jaws. You know, everyone's like, oh my god, the Rangers did what? You know, they're gonna randomly do something like this. They have the sixth best farm system in baseball right now. They signed a bunch of people who are will be out of the league by the time they come up. So why not trade away the young guys at this point? You know, you might as well just give up on the rebuild and just go all in on the team you have now because Marcus Simeon is 31. You know, Corey Seager's like what 29. It's they're not going to be good when the young guys come up. So just get rid of them. And 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 I mean, clearly they, they are committed to this because Jacob Degrom is also 31. It's but what good. young guys are you talking? I'm like 35. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, no. what young guys are you talking about? Like, you say you trade the young guys, trade the young guys. But like, Sam Huff, Josh Jung, Sam Huff, um, Jack Leiter. They won't trade Leiter yeah, or okay. Rocker. No one no, will I take think, Kumar Rocker. No, I think I you think, don't think he's been tearing it up. No, I think Leiter and Kumar together, like being with Degrom as the 
Like, I think DeGrom can teach him, you know, a lot of things. And I think that's maybe another reason they did it. Um, but I also have Eek. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I had them going for some a little bit of outfield help. I had them getting Adam Duvall. Um, just a, a spot that you can just like put out there. Um, and he, you know, he he can be competitive. I mean, we all saw what he did with um, Atlanta during their run. Uh, I believe he was on that team. Yeah. Um, so it's just some some little pieces that have high ceilings that you hope can that you hope can you know just elevate that team. I, I with Bruce Bochy, right? I mean, he's, I mean. You're giving him a team to work with, and I think that that was another thing. Yeah, um, I I had them getting another arm. I was kind of on that page. I think Noah Syndergaard could be something that they go for. Uh, it kind of like up their alley, like very big name. Not really the best pitcher anymore. He could be like he could have a very good offseason where he gets his velocity back. Like it's possible we've seen crazier things. But until he gets that back, he won't be that effective. But I could see him coming back and throwing 150 innings or so for them. You know, it's just another arm, but it would be something that the Rangers could really use. And then the last team in that division, oh, the abysmal, the horrible, the Oakland for now, <laughs> Athletics. Uh, they got to trade away Sean Murphy. Yep, that's what I had. <laughs> trade, just trade Sean Murphy. Maybe consider yep. things that are outside of the game itself in moving or trying to get a, some form of revenue or fixing the dumpy stadium or, you know, improving quality of life for the players on the team. You know, there's a lot of things that are outside of the sport of baseball that's wrong with this team now. Um, I get it's money ball, but the owner is still very rich and could definitely afford better. Um, it's just a matter of him not wanting to spend it. Um, and it, it's interesting because everyone's like the A's are geniuses. They're geniuses. They do. I mean, cause they do this a lot, but like what they have right now does not make sense. Like, it's it's very and I'm not I'm not saying the quality of baseball that they're going to be playing in a couple of years. I'm talking about the quality of life they're giving the players. They're really the bar is so I mean, they had to get Paul Blackburn on a, on a flight with the with the Astros for the for the also it's it's pathetic. I mean, they're very cheap <laughs> team and it's not they aren't actually that broke. They just don't like spending. So I think I think I, I think it's time to maybe move forward and get to a get to a new guy that was willing to spend money on a team. Yeah, I just emphasize that they really needed to get a pitcher in return for Sean Murphy, a pitcher or two. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I think a perfect return. I I didn't mention this because I didn't want to repeat. Um, would be the Cardinals though. Um, I know Tommy mentioned it, and you know we mentioned it a couple times. Is get him over there. The Cardinals just have so much that they could trade, and I know they they decided we don't want Soto because they didn't want to ruin their whole like take everybody. Um, but obviously Sean Murphy isn't Soto. Um, so, I mean, you could get a Libertor, a, um, and, you know, a, maybe another one of those infield prospects. They just have so many, um, that, you know, I think that would be a perfect fit for both sides. Yeah. And so with that, did you guys have any big, like lasting thoughts that a team, like anything that you want to go back on? I no, mean, I... just, just like, just teams need to. Oh, there's a lot of teams that don't actually need to do stuff in the offseason. That being probably the Braves, the Astros, and the Mariners, I think. Mm -hmm. Those teams really don't need to do much. Even, even the Cardinals, really, I guess. I, I would put them in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the category below. They need a catcher, and they need to address one more starting pitcher. But, like, other than that, it, it, they're, they're – yeah, those are the teams that don't really need to do anything. 
I mean, I wouldn't say, like, teams need. I mean, there's a couple, like, teams, like, I know we said, like, we couldn't say this for the, um, like, need needs part. Um, but I think a couple, a couple teams with the um, MLB draft uh, lottery coming up, a, a couple teams could use a um, just a high pick, you know, some luck. Um, I mean, that's all I can really think of that we didn't really mention. Yeah. Okay, so with that, thank you all for listening to the 4A podcast. We'll be back on your in your feed on Friday recapping what happened at the winter meetings, all the big news. If you want to find out any major events, any major signings, trades, you can follow us on TikTok at the 4A podcast. Stevs will be there updating you every day with the Stevs check, and I'm sure Tom, Aiden, and I will drop in anytime a big uh, big signing like Jacob deGrom or Justin Verlander takes place. If you want to interact with us, chat it up. We'll be on Reddit under the subreddit AAA Podcast. If you've enjoyed, please leave a rating and a review, or if you have any suggestions, follow us on all social medias, spelled AAA Podcast. See you all next week. Peace. The recording stopped.